Oh, motherfucker, you can't have my cornbread. That's for damn sure. Because if you try to take my cornbread, part two of my killing spree gonna begin up in here on your ass right now. If you think about my cornbread, begin to taste out your mouth. That's for damn sure. Now, fuck him. Fuck this. Because I'm from New York City, goddammit. Nobody take no cornbread from me. That go for you and any other you motherfucking farmers wanna try some shit. You fuck around with me, it's gonna be consequences and repercussions. What up, what up, folks? Welcome, welcome. I'm your bro, bro, my, ah, I don't know how I messed that up, bro. (laughs) Hey, man. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Talking too much before the show. Yes, I am. I am. I'm I'm Trey Frazier, and uh, my brother Maestro Styles is here with me today, folks. Uh, Welcome to another episode of the Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. Uh, You can catch us live on Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook. Uh, make sure y'all continue to follow us on those platforms. You can also follow us on Instagram at Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. Uh, how was your week, sir? <laughs> man, good, man. I, it, it was good to see some football. Even though I've been working and busting my ass all weekend, I did get to see it, just a little bit of football. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How are you? Um, week was good, man. Um, you know, kind of like you, I had a chance to watch some of the games. And um, I'm sure we'll talk about some of what we saw uh, a little later. But, uh, yeah, man, got, you know, got into some football. Um, you know, there's some NBA chatter going on. We'll we'll talk about that, too. But, uh, man, I tell you what, I'm getting ready for my kids' soccer season. Um, mm-hmm. their, their teams start, I think, in three weeks, I think. And I just ordered the uniforms. We've been out to the soccer fields, just kind of doing practicing and things like that. Just kind of showing them, you know, basics and stuff. And this is going to be Nate's first time doing it. And, you know, the Nate is, Nate is different. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. it's, it's, it's going to be real interesting to see how he reacts to coaches and, you know, his teammates and stuff like that. You know, this will be Natalie's third go around uh, playing soccer for the season. So, um, she's already used to, you know, some of the drills and stuff like that. So, um, so yeah, we, we've been doing that this past week. Yesterday was mad nice though. I don't know if you was outside lately, but yesterday was like, man, if it could stay like this the rest of the summer, man, I, I'd be good to go, man. I'm, I'm yeah, already done with the It seemed like heat. that's the case. It seemed like it's going to be like that. For, like, like, I feel like that the hot days of summer are over. That's what I feel like. Yeah, like them extreme, like yeah, fry a, fry bacon on the sidewalk hot. Like that's yeah, gonna be that's over. Done. I think that's done. I think we getting get ready for fall now. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope you're right, man. Because can I looks... plug? Uh, why you can I? You talking about soccer and everything? And I and I thought about my my nephew. 
If y'all don't yep. know, uh, my nephew is a, a fucking soccer phenomenon. Like, like is in real life. Um, follow Dimitri Clark Ten on Instagram, and that's all. And all I can tell you is that my nephew is a fucking soccer phenomenon. Like, like, like I look at this dude in amazement watching him on um on Instagram and uh, mm-hmm. playing games. It it because he's already playing. He's already playing. I don't know. You know. I don't know how it works. From you know uh, Natalie being her age and Dimitri being his age, but um, mm-hmm. how old but, is Dimitri? Uh, if I missed Dimitri, that, how old is he? Yeah, uh, I'm a terrible uncle. Oh, <laughs> damn, nigga. <laughs> I want to say he's eleven. I want to okay. say he's eleven. Okay, <laughs> uh, but I'm but but I'm a bad uncle, and I and I accept that role, and one day I will do better. The drunk um, uncle. Um, not as much nowadays, the high <laughs> uncle. Um, but yeah, but he is a phenomenon. So if y'all get a chance, check out Dimitri Clark 10 on Instagram and see it on time about get my nephew follow account up. Cause, uh, by the time he's in college with all this NIL stuff, like he, 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 he should be making my sister and, uh, her husband rich. Mm. <laughs> Mm. Like that's how nice I think he is. I mean, mm-hmm. I, that's how nice. Just looking at it, that's how nice I think he is. Get him up, get him up out the hood. Mm, I like that. that. In the hood, but <laughs> <laughs> get him into something nicer. Yeah, let's put right, it that way. Right. Let, right. Let's let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No doubt, no doubt. Um, so you know, we got a good show today. Um, we got a special guest coming on in a few minutes. Uh, he goes by the name of angry black man um that's what we know is know him you know around these uh i guess i guess you could call it x squad slash uh you know militant monday circle whatever you want to call it but uh he he's got a podcast of his own called posting in the paint which you could check out every monday um every monday evening i believe it is so um he's going to come on with us uh chicago native uh, lives in the ATL. Um, I think he, I think he roots for the Heat, which I don't understand why he roots for the Miami Heat, but we'll, you know, we'll talk to him about that. Um, and some other stuff that's, you know, been going on in sports and all that good stuff. So, um, so looking forward to having him on in a few minutes. For sure. For sure. Um, but, um, I, I, I guess since we're talking, you know, youth sports and everything, I, I, I want to touch in on this subject. Um, and 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 first off, rest in peace. Um, yeah. Rest in peace to the coach of the little league football team in Texas um, that went down to gun violence. Um, a lot of people are pointing at Akib Talib's brother as the suspect, um, and I think the update now is is that the police have identified um, Akib Talib's brother as the suspect in the shooting, but they're still further investigating, um, the situation. Um, I don't know about you, man, but, um, when I first heard the story, um, it kind of made me think about when I go to Natalie soccer games and everybody's got their kids playing, everybody's rooting for their child. Everybody's rooting for other, you know, kids, even though they're not their own kids, but everybody's rooting for everybody. And, um, you know, not to say that it's a culture thing, but um, I am aware that sometimes adults get rowdy at these little league um, games, whether it's soccer, football, um, whatever sport, 
you know, your child plays. And I, I just got to say, man, it, 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 it don't got to end this way. You know what I mean? Like, I, I it's can't. never that serious. Yeah. It don't got to end this way. Like, I, I really felt, I, I felt so bad for this guy and his family that he had yeah. to lose his life because, you know. You know the coach for kids. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like some of some of these parents put these put their kids in these little league programs just to keep them away from the very same thing that got this coach's life lost. Mm. You know what I mean? And it's just terrible that, you know, this happened the way it did. Um, Yeah. Your your thoughts. Yeah. For me, man. um, Look, when when. my baby mama's kids were younger. Mm-hmm. My ex-wife's kids were younger. Um, they all uh, they all play little league football. All of them, every single one of them. Um, you know, and um, it, I mean, and it, to a point where I was, you know, obviously Saturday Saturday period is allocated for football games from uh, September September really August September really mm-hmm. August. To about October, November, and um, with that is uh, you see a lot like parents who want their kids to play more, or parents who don't like how your coaches talk to the kid. It, it, you know, like it's so many, it's so much interaction between a parent and a coach because they kids. You know, yeah, that's their kids. So um, I. It, it's never I, I've seen I've seen arguments I've seen uh, I've seen uh, almost fights I've even heard stories amongst other teams of fights I've never heard of a life being taken behind you know some a disagreement about little league football mm-hmm. um, it's it's a terrible it's a terrible thing that happened to that coach um, I won't say that I ever was scared for my life, but I would say that when I was asked to coach, uh, to coach a little league team, yeah. I didn't because of that reason. I don't want to deal with your like Slum. I'm doing my job over here, and whether you like like how I'm doing my job or not, I'm doing my job right here. So I don't need you as a parent coming to me about what I'm doing on my little league football team. I don't I don't want to hear it. You can get out of my face with it. So it sucks that the dude he loves coaching football. Obviously, is what he do, and he got to lose his life behind a, a, a fucking argument. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Coach Mike Hickman uh, was Rest a gentleman's in name in in Texas. Mike Hickman is is, is is his name. So uh, rest in peace to uh, his homie and shout out to the family and everything. Uh, but we got our special guest right here in the building. Like I said, um, you know, one of our. Uh, colleagues in the podcast game he's got his own podcast posting in the paint um we got doc bell aka angry black man in the bill hey first off man um we, we appreciate you coming on here but yes, uh um for, for for content purposes um we we got to see your face a little bit more man you got like a light or something that uh you know we, we could see a little bit man you you live on these platforms, so I don't know, Trey. I I, I kind of like it with the anonymous because he's angry, man. So it's yeah. can't say something incriminating. <laughs> I kind of like the energy of him sitting there, like uh, like with the dark face, man, because he might say some wild shit on here. Yeah, it's just my it's my new crib, man. I don't have lightning in this office yet. 
because I usually just in here for work. So right, right. Well, congrats on the new crib. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. No problem. How you been, man? Man, man I've been pretty good. Man, can't complain. Can't complain. I see. I about to say. I see you got the Michael Jordan already already loaded up. So you ready to go? Yeah, I got the MJ. I got my Pac. I got a few others to put up, but slowly getting it in, man. Slowly getting stuff put mm-hmm. together. Yep. I know that feeling, man. I, I just put this stuff up uh, last week, man. I didn't moved in this house almost a year now, and we still trying to, you know, get stuff, yep. you know, put in place. So I know the feeling, man. Yep. Still getting stuff. I got my uh, kitchen table in. Uh, Monday, they came about 8.15 to give you that four-hour window, and they was here 15 minutes after 8, so that was good. So just getting mm-hmm. settled in, so it's all good, man. Glad to be in. So yeah. in ATL now. No doubt. No yes, doubt. Sir. Yes, sir. Um, well, l- let me let me start here, and I, you heard some of our conversation as you was coming in about uh, Coach Mike Hick- Hickman losing his life um, as a Little League head coach because of – speculation about the keep to leaves brother being a suspect in the shooting. Um, we were just kind of sharing our experiences as dads, taking our kids, you know, to their prospective sports. Um, my, my daughter plays soccer and this will be her third season playing it. This will be my first, uh, this will be my son's first year um, playing soccer and Maestro, you know, has daughters that play basketball. Um, have you, in any experience, um, coached your sons up um, in any sport while they were coming yeah. up? Yeah, I coached my son. I didn't coach in football. I coached in AAU basketball. Uh, backstory is uh, Kevin Knox, who played with your Knicks mm-hmm. a few years. His dad and myself coached his uh, middle brother, uh, Kobe Knox, who's out at Northern Arizona with Dan Marley. And then keep in mind, his youngest brother, Carter Knox, is one of the top 10 players in the country this year so. Uh, he'll probably be going to Kentucky like his brother did. But I coached with him. And one of the things Coach Knox said when we were coaching our fifth grade team, told the parents at the beginning of the season, we'll get your kids better. You'll be able to see a noticeable improvement in their skill set. Yeah. But understand Coach K ain't coming to see you. Coach K ain't going to be in the gym to see your kids. We didn't have a six, eight, fifth grader. He, you know, Roy Williams ain't going to be in the gym, Bill Self. So he set that expectation. Um, and fortunately in my time coaching, even back in Chicago, before I moved to Florida in Mm -hmm. 2000, I never saw it get to that point. I saw coaches argue, but never the stuff we see now with parents where we see youth players, like at the older level swinging on officials, uh, crazy times, man. Like I said, it's, it's a combination of, uh, talked about it yesterday on my show, combination of, um, guys that are coaching and shout out to all the coaches that get their time because a lot of time they give uh to coaching these kids and yeah. mentoring for free for free definitely for free and then uh you have you get that emotion you get guys that maybe never played before so they're living their dream or they got a good team so they get caught up in that the parents with the expectations of their kid and then the kids have expectations of themselves and then what they see on tv all the way up to the professional level. So uh, you just can't have that because we got one person shooting. What if everybody pulled out in this day and age? In Atlanta, it's, you know, concealed carry. You don't even have to have a license. So you could have multiple people pull out guns and start shooting at that youth park. Mm. Right. Yeah, it's just crazy. I, I made the point earlier that we as dads put our kids in these situations on these little league teams just to get them away from the thing that 
happened to Coach Mike Hickman, which was gun violence. Right. Yeah. Give you them, know, give them something to occupy their time, give them guidance because we don't. And even as us being dads, there, there are also people that are going to impact our kids that may give them a different angle that our kids, hopefully they're comfortable coming to us with everything. But there's always going to be people that can mentor them and a part of their growth to adults and being productive members of society. But uh, 334 Bama, his son plays down there in Tampa where I live, and they have a place called the Skyway over by the airport. Nice, two nice fields. And you'll play at your main field, but that's like the premier place to play. And they had a shooting incident up there, and they canceled the playoffs and the Super Bowl for the kids because of that incident. You'll Mm. probably see the same thing in Lancaster. So now you may not have the opportunity. We haven't even – you guys may have touched on it before I came on. Mm-hmm. How about the trauma to these kids that saw that? Yeah. Not only yeah. the young man that saw his dad killed, but every other kid on both teams. Yeah. 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 So yeah. just crazy, point. crazy times. Crazy times. Yeah. Parents got these these type that we got we gotta demand better for parents. Um, period. Period. I mean, I don't know exactly what set set Slim off. I don't I don't know, you know, why he felt that disrespected or that angry where he had to get to that point and, and truly ain't my business. But, um, uh, you know, this, this, it's, it's a game at the end of the day. And it was, it, it was something to build up your child or these children at the end of the day. And, um, that's what you took his life for, man. And, and, and that's the, you know, there's no way to say it. it's a classless act, um, all the way around the board. Yeah, and it was two different incidents. The initial video and how I saw it, I saw Trey's post saying, People putting Nakeem Tlaib's name in it because he's the quote unquote famous name as the inner former NFL player. And that's how I saw Trey's tweet. And then I went and saw Kendrick Perkins that posted and I started following up on the story. Um, But you saw the separate incident with the one coach uh, going after the dark skinned official. The one official stepped in, like, let it go, let it go. Yeah. And then the chaos, the other chaos broke up to the left of the video. So you just can't have that because. Again, after the sports, whatever level your kid gets to in the sport, whether youth is the furthest they go, the skills you learn, teamwork, all the stuff I've learned when I was an athlete through college, they carry over into the business world. You may not like mm-hmm. always like the people you work with, but you got you got an assignment to do. We got to check. Yeah. Get, we got a family to support. I got a mortgage to pay. So you those kind of skill sets, even if you aren't conscious thinking of it. It carries over from what you learn in youth sports or however long you've played into this in particular sport. Yeah, 100 percent, 100 percent. Rest in peace again to that to that coach, man. Yeah. yeah rest in peace, uh, Mike Hickman. Rest in peace. And uh, Jakob uh, Tlaib is 39. It's two lives lost. He'll be in prison the rest of his life if, if yeah. he's convicted of that crime. Yeah. So just, yeah. just chaos, just chaos. Yeah, yeah. Affects families, too. Not just the people, you know, that lost their life or, you know, the families to that person. But like you said, the kids on both sides, the parents on both sides and, you know, will keep to leave and his family, too. You know, nobody wins at the end of the day. Every, you know, nobody nobody wins wins. in this situation. So, but, um, you know, we talk football here, so I, I guess we could stick to that subject. Um, me and Maestro earlier were, you know, talking about watching some of the preseason games that happened last week. Uh, wanted to get your take, ABM, on any game in particular you saw, you know, any player you saw that you thought, okay, you know, he, you know, this is interesting. Like, what, what caught your eye? 
Well, I watched uh, Deshaun Watson and uh, saw a lot of reports. Uh, it was funny, the headlines, that he was rusty. And I'm like, he hasn't played in almost a year and a half in yeah. meaningful football. So it was to be expected. And that's not even to say the mental anguish and stress he may be under from this case still lingering to think maybe he has six games and now it's still back in arbitration where he could be suspended for a year. Uh, so watching them play and then the, my Chicago Bears and the Kansas City Chiefs uh, trying to see what the Bears, if they can keep Justin Fields upright, uh, more importantly, to see what kind of play calling they do with him. Do they utilize his skills, put him in the best positions to utilize his skills at this point in his career? They got a young team. They basically mm -hmm. moved the veteran defensive players. And then the other part of that is Soldier Field. You probably remember Veteran Stadium in Philadelphia, how bad that turf was. Chicago mm -hmm. Soldier Field is not maintained by the Bears. So mm -hmm. the Players Association came out. If you looked at that field, it looked like it was late November, December in Chicago mm -hmm. because they had an Elton John concert the week before. And that field was tore up. They shouldn't have played that game. But I'm sure in Baltimore, does the county control the grounds in Baltimore or do the, the stadium is owned by the state? It's called the Maryland Stadium Authority. So they own both the Raven Stadium and the Orioles Stadium uh, next door. And they may. So the Bears, Cook County maintains the grounds and they don't have the capability to keep Soldier Field up. And we're talking the game was what, August 13th? Yeah. Yeah. And, we're, and we got that kind of field. So uh, for me, just watching the Bears to see what how the young players step up. We got Nikhil Harry from uh, New England. And he was big time in Arizona State, but he's had the injuries, uh, most notably his ankle. So just trying to watch the Bears to see what kind of year we're going to have, you know, what kind of growth. I don't have a lot of expectations uh, to contend <laughs> with the Packers, but just see the growth uh, since basically we're on a rebuild. And the key is just to get talent around Justin Fields. Yeah. Uh, you know, they drafted four linemen out of their 11 to pick. So hopefully some of those guys can materialize. So we have a, a great offensive line to go with uh, just at least keep them upright. That's going to be the most important thing. So two things. Mm -hmm. Let me go back to what you said about the field conditions at Soldier Field. So is this part of the reason why the Bears are trying to move out in the suburbs to get yeah. the new stadium? That's a big reason because they've had problems with the field. They had the Elton John concert eight days ago. Uh, the Chicago Fire play there, the soccer team, they moved their game because the mm. field was so bad. The mm. Players Association came out. Um, and then Chicago also lets a lot of the Catholic League teams have some of their premier games there. And yep. like I said on my show, it does no good. To, I mean, it's great for the high school kids, but to have 800 to 1,000 people in Soldier Field to tear up the field for the NFL team, mm -hmm. they have the same issue in Tampa because USF, University of South Florida, plays there. So yeah. you look at a Bucks game and you'll see that turf starting to tear up, but they do a much better job. And, and the other thing with the Bears, they don't have luxury boxes. Uh, probably I was trying to remember at least probably a decade or more now. They moved to uh, University of Illinois for a couple of years as they mm. added what looks like a spaceship part on a the Bears stadium looks like a like a Roman Coliseum, like the old Coliseum. on the outside of it, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. they yeah. added like a a part that looks like a spaceship. It looks totally on the inside of it. It looks like it's like weird. It's like a spaceship yeah. thing. Kind of like what you said. And then you have the rest of the Roman Coliseum look. So the mm -hmm. bears want to have the luxury boxes. Uh, um, they want to have all this stuff, the, the PSLs and the licensing, 
like they have a Mercedes Benz here in ATL. They want to have a Bears Museum. They want to have shops and all that. There's really you got the lakefront, so there's really no space yeah. down there to do it. You know, Mayor Lifeway is trying to come up with, you know, connecting it with McCormick Place, which is like the big convention center. But it's it, it's too late. The Bears are going to go to Arlington. They can build what they want. They can control their stadium. They can use it for whatever they want. They basically leased Soldier Field from the city of Chicago. So, as a black man from Chicago, how do you how do you feel about that? Because me and Meister, we've had conversations about the Redskins and them moving Commanders. thirty miles outside of <laughs> outside of DC down in Virginia, and you know, black people here in DC, they don't want that. So for you as a black man from the city of Chicago, how would that make you feel that you got public transportation access to get to these games? And now you got to go to the suburbs to do that where you may not be able to get there. Yeah, you're going to have to drive like where I grew up in Evanston, North Suburb. Like my mom, if I cross over the street, I'm in Chicago from her house. Mm -hmm. So we're right on the borderline. But you got the regular L, we call it CTA, we call it the L. You got the Metro, which is a nice you know, cushy cars, you you can eat, you know, it's real nice. That's what people come in from the suburbs that work downtown. Now you're going to have to drive because it's going to make no sense to go from a north suburb to downtown to go out to a northwest suburb Mm. because there's no train line to go from a north suburb to a northwest. So it's going to create a lot of driving for Bears fans. It's going to resemble the same thing you have. Now, maybe they'll add a metro line out there and take care of that, but you're going to have the same issue you have here in Atlanta. Marta doesn't run to the Braves stadium. Yep. Braves mm-hmm. moved out of where Georgia state plays now in the building that Hank Aaron put built basically. Mm-hmm. And you can't go to a Braves game. Great stadium. Me and chief went to a game last year, but you mm-hmm. can't, you can't get on the Marta. So if you want to go out there, have a couple beers, <laughs> kick back, you got to be careful because you're in Cobb County yeah. coming back. Yeah. They know you're leaving from the game. Stuck in traffic. You have all those issues. <laughs> so the Braves, a lot of people here say the Braves intentionally moved because they wanted to uh, get away from their black population by moving to Marietta. I believe that. I know there's new stuff. So you get a luxury stadium and stuff like that. But it's going to be the same thing with the Bears. You're going to be in Arlington Heights, which is nowhere near Chicago. Mm-hmm. And downtown Chicago, that's going to be a that's just going to be a graveyard. The, the Soldier Field, you'll have everything else on the lakefront. But you'll have a stadium there that won't have anything that, you know, can bring people in there unless it's a big concert. Hey, Maestro, what was the thing Mm -hmm. that uh, we talked about this last week? What was the thing that Justin Fields had said about his uh, receiving? Oh, I was waiting. I was just waiting. Uh, (laughs) So so I I don't know if this is a credible Twitter source. So I asked you because I know you tapped in with your team. So last week, uh, I read a tweet that read Justin Fields, and they quoted. Well, I don't, I don't got the exact quote, but I paraphrase. Um, the the biggest struggle that he has is that uh, no receiver on the roster could play six string on my college team. I saw that tweet. I still haven't confirmed if that's true. Um, and I like Darnell Moody. He's a speedster, but if you look at the Bears' receiving core. They are young. I, I don't think he said that. Everything I've seen about Justin Fields, he seems and has been, even last year at difficult times, he's always said the right thing. What, whether he was, you know, whatever we're feeling as a player, you think off camera, what you say in front of the media. So I'm still trying to confirm if he said that. I mean, I know the talent yeah. they've had from the Ohio State, but that's not a good thing to start with, with your receiving core as you're going into your second year. 
uh, first full year as a starter. It's just, you right. know, if you're, if you're Aaron Rodgers and say that, it's probably still not the right thing to say, but you got the cachet to be able to get away with it, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree 100%. Um, I, yeah, I, I hope I hope he didn't say that. <laughs> I really yeah, I, I haven't been at I saw that too, and I haven't been at a confirm it. But everything I've seen with him, uh, that doesn't seem like something he would say or do at this point. And it's hard to root for him if he said it. Yeah, it just doesn't seem like like anything he would say. You know, even when he yeah. was, you know, he could have blasted his coach last year with some of the play calling and schemes they were putting out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, reminded me of what they did to Lamar in that. Uh, Chargers playoff game. The playoff game. Yeah. yeah, the playoff game. The play calling, the offensive play calling that game, it was mm-hmm. criminal. Didn't even yeah. mm-hmm. didn't give the offense a chance to be successful whatsoever, even if you feel like you want to play conservative because of the defense and your kicker. So I felt like that at times with Justin Fields last year, but he never said anything like that. So I, I, I'm going to try to validate that, but I haven't been able to confirm that. Yeah, Twitter and IG sometimes have posts or – you know, stories, they could say the Bulls, you know, Michael Jordan never lost three games in a row, which is a lie, but right. they'll, right. they'll put up a meme like that, you know, mm-hmm, by whoever. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm just hoping he can stay upright and have some growth this year. Um, you know what's funny about my Bears? We fired uh, Matt Nagy and Ryan mm-hmm. Pace, coaching GM, and we hired Matt Erfilis Ur- from uh, the Colts defensive coordinator, Mm-hmm. And Ryan Poole. I'm like, we fire Matt and Ryan and we hire Matt and Ryan in the yeah, same position. Yeah. Only exactly. Chicago would do that. Exactly. I saw that. Exactly. I saw that. Exactly. <laughs> so uh I, I I did overhear you say that you don't have a bunch of expectations, but uh break down exactly uh Chicago Bear projections for this season. 17 games. Now I always gotta correct myself, not 16. If mm. we can go, if we could be seven. To eight wins, that would be a successful season. And Justin Fields is still playing in week 15 through through 17 or week 18 officially. That would be a success. Uh, I would like to see Cole Komet finally produce as a tight end. Big tight end. Has all the measurements. He's the guy walking around. Look at him. See him in shorts. He does everything. Blocks well but just hasn't broke out as a receiver, even though he has all the measurables, the speed, and stuff like that. Like to see Darnell Mooney take a step. And I would like to see Nikhil Harry be able to stay on the field. And so we see what he is as a receiver from what right. he was at where my worry is defense. I was saying yesterday that Khalil Mack is gone, Akeem Hicks is gone. Um, we lost Fuller last year. He was a Pro Bowl corner. We let him go via free agency last year. So now when you look at the three levels, we still got Robert Quinn, who had an outstanding year last year. And I was saying, I, I love Robert Quinn, but if we could have traded him and got some more assets for yeah. him, whether draft picks or players that were younger that has some potential, might have been worth it because he deserves to go somewhere and be able to have a chance to play in the playoffs and maybe go as far as he can in the Super Bowl. So we have him at defensive end. Roquan Smith, now we got this contract thing he wants out. Yep. Then we have Eddie Jackson from Alabama, 3 3 mm-hmm. boy, who – Played great until he got the big contract, and now Eddie wants no contact. If you're going right. for a pass trade, Eddie has a beat on you just to break up the pass or, or just mm-hmm. bump you a little bit. Eddie mm-hmm. Eddie hasn't shown he's wanting any contact. So, and so we got three experienced players at each one at each level 
but we're a young defense. We drafted a corner with our second round pick. Um, he's solid, but he's not a speedster. About five eleven and a half. Um, Kyler Gordon from Washington. But you know we're we're in the rebuild now. It's about uh, David Montgomery and mm-hmm. can these can any of these re- receivers step up? Can they step up and can we say they're part of the future? And is Justin Fields? Are we going to get the parts for Justin Fields? The line if we need to go get a receiver in the offseason, that kind of stuff because. Two couple years, four years apart, the Bears traded and got Khalil Mack. That's unbearable. Then we yeah. moved up. I hung up on my girlfriend. She called me and said, "There, the rumors in Chicago, the Bears are gonna move up to get Justin Fields." I I didn't even say anything. I just hung up on her. I was that mad. I said, "Don't play with me." <laughs> right. Ninja, Ninja was doing a Ninja does a draft show where he does a show on Thursdays. I don't even do my show on Thursday. I just let him do the draft show. And when they said that, I went crazy. I went crazy. Nah, I bet it's you did. It's unbearable <laughs> to do yeah. that. So now you got to, yeah. if you make those moves, and I know you gave up a lot, now you got to be really good in your, you know, scouting department to plug in those holes. You can't say, oh, we don't have a first round pick. You got to get those late round gems and then coach them up and be able to plug them in because you got a young team. And, you know, a couple of years they're going to be making that move to, you know, Arlington Heights, and you want to have Justin Fields. You drafted uh, Trubisky at, what, number two? You passed Mm -hmm. on Watson, Mahomes. Mm -hmm. And so you can't never get that back. You can't miss again with a quarterback that you moved up with for Justin Fields. You got to get it right this time. Do you think that they – do you think that they went that way with Justin Fields because of the uh, quote-unquote blunder with Mitchell Trubisky? I do. I do think they went that way. I think they looked at the roster. They didn't have any quarterbacks. Like, what do they do with Trubisky? You can get the what I call the retread guy has been a starter somewhere else. Um, but I think they moved up to get Justin Fields. They saw his potential his two years at uh, Ohio State, what he did, you know, back to back, you know, a national semifinal and then championship game playing hurt against Clemson. I'm sure that did a lot with it where he threw six touchdown passes. So I'm sure they they looked at it and the bears have always been starving for a quarterback. That's why even guys like me hung mm-hmm. on to Jay Cutler. I was like, Jay Cutler can sling it as a former quarterback. He can sling the rock, mm-hmm. but he would always have that one or two throws where you're like, where was he throwing it to? Not, it wasn't even like he was trying to thread a needle. He would just make an errant throw. Like, right. You sitting there right now, Maestro, he throw it right into your chest while we, while we yeah. on this podcast. So, you know, desperate for a quarterback. So I think it was a, it was a gamble because of what you gave up, not because of Justin Fields. But now it's about surrounding them. And what scares me is the GM was hired after they hired the coach. Yeah. So how much right. how much power does he have? It's almost like Mike Mayock when he uh, in in Oakland and Las Vegas with John Gruden. We know John Gruden controlled the personnel. Mike Mayock mm-hmm. was along because he was his boy. You got the title and you got the paycheck. So yeah. that's what I worry about with the Bears going forward. Two big moves with Mack and what, four or five years later with Justin Fields, but do you have the person, do you have the infrastructure in place to make the right moves to build that team the right way? Because the Packers have been killing us. The Packers have been killing us. Yeah. But they had, you know, succession of quarterbacks, so. How long realistically do you think it would take to uh, make this team a uh, contender for the division? We know it's not happening this year, but like how, you know, uh, I mean, assuming Aaron Rodgers got what, maybe three, maybe three years. I mean, can you kind of wait this out, you think? I think two years we need to be 
pushing for the playoffs. This year is a wash. Next year, maybe a little bit. Year three, we got to be a playoff team. And then mm-hmm. once you, you know, once you get to the playoffs, anything can happen because injuries, you can get hot, um, defense. So yep. three years, we got to be in the play. This year, we got to show something. Next year, at least be on the cuffs where we're coming down to the last quarter of the season where we have a quote-unquote chance to make the playoffs. Right. So the real hope for your team, um, ABM, is to keep Justin Fields healthy. Playoffs or no playoffs, I think that should be – I mean, obviously that's every team's goal to keep their players healthy, but I think about what happened to Zach Wilson in the, in the uh, preseason game where people said they thought he tore his ACL and that – the Jets season is over already, and now they got to evaluate whether they got to get a quarterback or not and all that. Um, I think in particularly for Justin Fields in the eyes of the Bears brass, um, they got to come out of this with a healthy Justin Fields to at least know, OK, this guy can stay healthy. We can draft other positions and build this team around him. Right, because the longer he's on the field, you're going to have a greater sample size to see what he is, see his strengths, see his weaknesses. Um, we saw some flashes like last year against Maestro Steelers. Man, that was a great game. That was a great Darryl game. Mooney, that's couple. what I knew Daryl Mooney name right there. That's the yeah, game when couple, I'm like, oh. You know, we had the, the Kung Fu kick penalty that uh, changed the game <laughs> on, the, on the special teams. But that was what you saw glimpses of Justin Fields. But, again, he can't be out three weeks here and there with an injury. You need mm-hmm. to see him on the field, whatever it is, whatever, whether it's because Peyton Manning led the league in interceptions. So that's not a big deal when it's yep. a young quarterback. You want to get it, have him get the reps and the experience and get that fan base excited about what they see. You saw when he came in last year, it energized the crowd, it energized the defense. The difference now is we're, we got a young defense. Uh, David Montgomery, and I have to say, a Raider for Life was big on him when he came in. I wasn't. He has yeah. outplayed my expectations to this this point yeah. for the Bears. Uh, been a yeah. very good running back. Um, it's just going to be different because f- through my whole life, Bears have always had a running back, whether it was, you know, Walter Payton, you know, they had Rashawn Salam, uh, yeah. Neil Anderson. They've Rashawn always Salam. had solid, solid. Thomas guys. Jones. Yeah, Thomas, Thomas Jones. Jones yeah. yeah. They've always had uh, Cedric Benson. They've always had yeah. solid running backs. And the Bears are known for defense this year. The thing is to see young guys that can step up, young guys that can be part of the quote-unquote program going forward. Because, like I said, we only have three experienced defenders, you know, left. And Eddie Jackson is a big contract that if he doesn't play up to it, he's probably going to be gone in the offseason next year. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, What's your feelings about Malik Willis? I watched him play against the Ravens over the weekend – and it's a strong arm. He's got mobility. And I've been high on him during the draft. I actually thought that Pittsburgh was going to pick him up since they was whining and dining him. But I've always said about Malik Willis that he's one of those guys that you got to put in right away once you draft him. Um, now, I got a guy that uh, we had on a few weeks ago, um, works in Nashville, and he's so adamant that. Malik Willis just isn't ready yet, but I do think at some point we're going to see Malik Willis on this roster. For, well, not on the roster, but he'll he'll be playing quarterback for the Titans at some point this season. What do you think? Um, I was like you. I was high on him, having watched a lot of college football with him. And then I thought 
as he worked out. I saw some stuff on NFL Network with his pro day um, at the combine, and I thought he was going to be a first-round pick. And then as he started to sit and fall, I thought to myself about Geno Smith when the similar thing happened to him Mm, where he was a surefire first-round pick and then draft day came and he had a precipitous fall. Um, But I think he's in a great situation. Um, You got Derrick Henry, a monster at running back, team that runs the ball. Uh, Ryan Tannehill benefit the last couple of years previously off of being great on play action because of running game. And I think he's going to have the ability when Ryan Tannehill kind of hits his peak, like we've seen and, you know, play mm-hmm. a back-to-back playoff games under a hundred yards passing. Yeah. I think he's going to have his opportunity to come in and ignite that team. And it will probably be his job going forward. So, uh, I think we'll see him sooner than later. And you never know with injuries, but I just think Ryan Tannehill, uh, we've seen his peak and his peak doesn't get the Titans where they, where they probably can go with some of the talent they have. Now they've changed that offense a lot with the receivers. So I don't know what they're going to yeah. do. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. Who's the best the receiver standpoint. Yeah. Like who do you, who are you going to that has experience? And I know they're going to run the ball, but you got to be able to mix it up a little bit to, somewhat yep. conserve Derrick Henry because you don't want him being, you know, mm-hmm. out for six or seven weeks again because you get right. 40 carries a game in week three. Yeah, and he's coming yeah. off of an injury too. They seem to be high on Robert Woods, but I don't know if I believe Robert Woods is the number one type of guy. Yeah, I like Robert Woods as a two or even in your three-man receiver, but I, I don't – I'm with you, Maestro. I don't see him as a number one. He hasn't been that his entire career, so that's his exactly career. Yeah. Especially yes. when you do not, ha- he doesn't have elite quarterback tossing him the ball. Mm-hmm. You know? if you and the sad thing him, is, is that yeah. he's still probably going to lead the team in receiving yards, but that's still not going to be good enough if Robert Woods is your leading receiver. Right. Yeah. I yep. Agree. 100%. 100%. Go ahead, Maestro. Nah, you go ahead. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought you had a question, man. <laughs> I thought you had a question, bro. Uh, all right. I jumped so, right in. So uh, let, let, let's uh, switch gears over to the NBA. I know this is this is your league, uh, ABM. Um, let, let's just discuss Kevin Durant. Um, just, just your thoughts about the trade requests, what's going on with the Nets, uh, where we're at at this point. I heard something the other day where they're saying that he may be more likely to retire if the Nets don't do something with the trade, which I don't think he's going to retire. That that man loves ball too much to just walk away from the game. Uh, what, what do you think? What's going on with KD? Man, it's been crazy. I've actually I've seen it, but I've actually checked out on the discussion because mm. almost every couple of days is something new. It's just like you don't know what he's not saying a whole lot. The trade request. He's not saying like he tweets. He mm-hmm. goes back and forth with people on Twitter about stuff, but he hasn't said a whole lot other than the initial trade request. So these stories that are coming up, I don't know if it's the field stuff until we get college football games, NFL games, right, right. NBA tips off, or if it's some truth. I will say that I did hear, I don't think he'll retire. Um, I think he, if, if anything, he might do a Ben Simmons type deal come up with something and find a way to, to chill until forcing a trade after around the trade deadline. But I do think this, and I said this two years ago when he almost carried the nets to the Eastern conference finals and Steve Nash didn't take a timeout late in that overtime, mm-hmm. just to get him a blow. You get a timeout, 
with the TV part of it, the commercial, it's about four, three, four minutes real time. Then he yeah. might not have shot a turnaround three because he was exhausted. He may have taken those two dribbles right or left and shot a mid-range. And our whole narrative on Kevin Durant would have been different. That was Steve Nash. And I haven't seen a lot coaching from the standpoint of the non-Mike D'Antoni uh, style and changes, maybe some adjustment to, yeah, you love to do the, the free will and play small, but you didn't win with that. Are you smart enough to make some little adjustments to that? And even in the playoffs, yeah. Blake Griffin didn't play. And I'm not saying Blake Griffin would have played like he did every game, but you could have used him. A veteran like that can flip the switch at times just for the playoffs because it's a short window to look at and, yeah. and prepare towards. So I saw it come out about him saying he wants the GM, Sean Marks, I believe, and Steve Nash gone. Yeah. I believe there's, I said two years ago, there may be some, last year, there may be something to that. Because remember when they signed with Brooklyn, they said they don't need a coach. And then they said, oh, yeah. they welcome Steve Nash. I said, wow, I've never heard anybody say that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you know, Kobe, Kobe fought Phil stuff, but then he came to love him even after Phil trashed him in the book. MJ didn't love Phil's offense. I remember a game MJ in the preseason. He intentionally didn't shoot the ball. He had 12 points. And the Bulls mm -hmm. struggled offensively. He, you know, his thing was like, hey, at some point, you throw the ball to the best player and, you know, you got to score. And their point was like the triangle helps other guys get easier shots that just right. can't go get a bucket anytime they want or create a shot. So, you yeah, know, right. even the greatest players, you know, find a way to take coaching. LeBron in Miami, my Miami Heat, him and Spo with the famous bump when they were seven and nine or something. Mm -hmm. He learned how to accept Spo and respect them, and they had success, you know, during his time there. So I think it's something to that, but every day it's a different story with, with Kevin Durant. So I'm waiting for him to say something more concrete. I'll tell yeah. you, as always, the Nets, the price is going down on what the Nets can get every day they wait. Yeah, no that's facts. That's mm -hmm. facts. I, mm -hmm. I pay attention to things like this. So they just released the Christmas schedule for the NBA. And the first thing I noticed was that the Nets were not on that Christmas schedule. Everybody knows that the league wants their best stars on that day every year. Kevin Durant is top two, top three player in the game, and you don't even have the Nets on Christmas. Something tells me that at some point between now and when the season starts, he's going to be up out of there. Yeah, because you think right. he's gonna be gone? I I, I think the, I think the Nets find a way to deal him. Wow. Yeah, it's, it, you're right about the Christmas Day. I saw I saw no shot. I saw your Knicks were on there, and I know it's the big market in the Knicks. Oh God! And I saw I, <laughs> I saw I saw my Heat weren't on, and I was kind of hot because uh, they've been to the East Conference Finals. Uh, Jimmy Butler. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Questionable should he took that three or just got a bucket. And then they played in the, the championship in the bubble two years ago and took yep. uh and had guys injured and took the Lakers to six games and ran out of gas. Right. So they weren't right. on there. But you know, the other guys, you got the Nuggets who could be really good. Uh I was kind of surprised and maybe nowhere to fit them, uh, that the Clippers weren't on there because they're kind of the unknown. Mm. They're kind of the yeah. they could be a problem for everybody, Golden State and everybody. Healthy there. Kawhi. Come back. Uh, but yeah. I did notice the no Brook, no Brooklyn, because that said to me, either Kyrie or KD is going to be gone, or both. Yeah, because you could have mm -hmm. easily made it Brooklyn, 
the Nets and uh, the Knicks in the Garden. Yep. Instead of having them play Philly, you could have put Philly somewhere else, or maybe mm-hmm. not have Philly on there. So that was, or, or you could have had the Nets and the Celtics, right? Because you got the yeah the rematch of them getting swept with Ben Simmons yeah. now and uh, fresh start to just you know a couple you know what 10, 15 games into the season at that point. Yep. So yeah, that's interesting that they weren't there. Um, I guess the Golden State. Memphis, Memphis game is the closer for that night. For yeah, Christmas yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. They got it right with that one. Yeah, they got I, it right. I thought I that was good. Uh, Lakers, Mavs. I know they moved it late because of LeBron, but that that one they could have moved to. They could have let them play at twelve. LeBron. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's not. <laughs> a clock. Well, they could move that one up because honestly, what do y'all think the Lakers are going to be? Old. <laughs> Again. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, they might be a they might be a playing team. I mean, that's the best I I can give them right now. I mean, I mean, and that's and that's going to be on the back of LeBron for real. My my issue with the Lakers, and it's the same issue I had with them last year. They don't got no shooters. Yeah, my they got no shooting. My issues were shooting, and the fact they had a defensive coach. Frank Vogel's been a very defensive Mm -hmm. coach going back to Indiana. Yep. Yeah. You have a defensive coach, and you didn't have a defensive roster. LeBron doesn't play again. I don't expect him to play at the level he used to when he was an all league defender, but he takes off on defense now because Mm -hmm. Anthony Davis is their defender. Russ does Russ stands in the corner. And when the ball goes away, Russ is going to turn and look at it. You can go behind Russ's back. He wouldn't know where you were. So the Lakers had an all offensive roster, a defensive coach. I said, this is a recipe for disaster. And folks, my brother kept saying, He's a he's a Lakers fan because he's friends with Anthony Davis's dad and mom, and he would say, "Man, they 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 don't score. See these other teams, they got guys that step up. Like the unknown guy always has a big game against Lakers." And I'm like, "That's because Lakers can't guard. Some guy that averages eight <laughs> points will get 25 on the Lakers." And finally, when I think that game Houston put 144 on them in Houston, he finally said, "You're right. We score enough points." Because even for all their shooting, they score enough points. They just yeah. couldn't guard anybody. And and you know Anthony Davis working on his his shooting with a shooting coach. That's not the issue, man. We need you. You got to be on the court. Yeah, you got to be on the court. Yeah. And he still hasn't established himself as the overall best player. LeBron can still be technically the best player, but game in game out doing everything. That should be Anthony Davis, and he just doesn't have that. I don't think he has that in him. Neither do I. Neither you know. do I. I so, agree with that 100%. What if, they, what if they make the swap? What if they get Kyrie and they trade Westbrook? What, what, what does that team look like with Kyrie, LeBron, and Anthony Davis? Based on if everybody in the West, uh, you know, Phoenix is psyche, I still what does that make them like the six, makes them a strong, maybe a six seed where they don't have to play in the plan. And that's mm-hmm. what LeBron playing great, staying healthy, and, you know, my man, Brian, he's, you know, Lakers have been good one year out of four. Two years they didn't make the playoffs. He's been hurt every year he's been with the Lakers. Yeah. Remember playoff yeah. mode activated and he had to shut it down, which was smart because they were looking at the next few years. But he was hurt then. The only year he hasn't been injured because Father Tom is undefeated was the COVID year when they had four the bubble. Off. That's yeah. huge. That's, that's not to say put an asterisk by their title. They won it. They, they earned it. Right. Right. But that's just to be analytical about looking at it. So um, I think if they get Kyrie, it gives them a puncher's chance. It makes them a, 
a better team because he's he's a better fit than Westbrook because he can he can shoot the ball better. Uh, he's played with LeBron before. Um, I think LeBron would be inspired because it's less they have to deal with Russ. But I mean, they're like I told I asked Mo Cheese and some other Laker fans, Mike West. I said, "Don't tell me right now if I could if I told you that." Uh, Steve Ballmer would give you the Clippers roster right now for the Lakers roster. Would you take the Clippers roster? Right. <laughs> <In a hobby>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't even give him a chance to finish the question. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He, got, he huh. did answer. He said, yeah, bro, I would, I would make that, that move. But they could be better with uh, Kyrie. But, you know, they haven't added a lot. Like, I was joking that when I saw uh, my man Rasheed Wallace uh, signing the Lakers, I said, oh, they might be better. And then they said he was going to be assistant coach. And I said, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm going to add, while we on Lakers, I'm going to ask you this question, and I think I already know the answer, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Uh, LeBron James, uh, I heard somewhere that all he has to do is play, You know, I guess play majority of the season, average 16 points. He is going to be the highest, the, the league all-time leading scorer. Does that move the needle in the Jordan versus LeBron conversation for you? Uh, no, it doesn't for me because Carl Malone has more points per game or total than Michael Jordan. And Carl Malone is not even in the same stratosphere as LeBron, mm-hmm. Jordan, and Kareem. And uh, I don't want to leave Magic out. So, no, it doesn't move the needle. If LeBron got another title playing an 82-game season and winning 16 in the playoff, it would move the needle for me as a Jordan fan. Uh, but outside of that, I, I, there's nothing that he could do to pass it. Uh, Jordan, in my eyes, uh, longevity, he's had a great career, just like Kareem. And I, my argument with some of the Kareem folks is he was still great. I remember them killing him in Boston, saying he needed to retire mid-series. And Cap came out and dropped 30, 36 to 38 with mm-hmm. 15 rebounds because, you know, prideful man. Uh, but, you know, if LeBron is the lead dog, which – He's probably going to have to be for the Lakers. It would move the needle for me. I mean, I think sometimes in the debate, it kind of you got to take a side and you I feel like I'm almost denigrating the other guy. And that's the any yeah. sport. You know, you feel like yeah. you're denigrating the other guy. He's had a great career. Um, he's done some stuff a little different. Like I used to be the guy like these guys going to join up. That's not how we did at the park. If y'all would had the best team we came I would want to beat y'all. I wouldn't want to be on y'all team, but it's a different era. It's different. So I'm kind of past that. Like when LeBron went to my team and I was excited, mm-hmm. but he had spent his time in Cleveland, you know, KD going to Golden State, that really bothered me. And people would say that's the same as LeBron, but it was a little different. You had them dead to right and y'all gave yeah. it away and then you go to them. And, and honestly, if KD doesn't go to Golden State, LeBron might, have moved that needle even more. He might've won a couple more titles in Cleveland because I don't know yeah. that Golden State had the uh, horses to beat them if they stayed healthy. So, I mean, I, I don't know that he's going to win another one with him as a lead dog, at least not on what the Lakers look like right now. But yeah, it, it would move the needle a little bit. Move the needle a little bit. Yeah. You got to uh-huh. look at longevity, okay. but for sheer dominance, it does, Jordan is a different, different animal, you know, for okay. his time that he dominated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I respect that. Um, me and Maestro, we had the same conversation, and I'm I'm of the opinion that 
LeBron is better than Jordan in a sense that LeBron is a better passer. LeBron can get to the rack anytime he chooses to. I know he didn't do it enough even during his prime. Um, but, you know, LeBron does everything just from a skill set um, stance. If there's a knock on LeBron, especially early on in his career, it was that he wasn't like a killer, you know, early on until he got to Miami and then D Wade told him, yo, this is this is your town now, you know, go ahead and take over. And I think that was the point where we saw a different LeBron James. Yeah, and I still don't think he's a killer. I saw the game I was referencing against the Houston Rockets. It was one game, but having watched LeBron since he came in, he drove to the basket. He could have mm-hmm. laid it up on the left side. He could have reversed it on the right. There's no shot blocking on Houston. And he throws the ball yeah. to Carmelo, and Carmelo has to force up a shot against the clock. And Carmelo's talking to him like, why are you passing me? So I still think LeBron doesn't have that menta- mentality like Kobe or Mike. I think LeBron wouldn't go after glory, his mama on the court. He might score 25 on her, but he wouldn't try to get 50. Kobe and Mike is Mm. going for 60 on they mamas. They don't care. So I think, you know, everybody doesn't have that. It's a different era. He grew up uh, in a kind of past first. Mike had the North Carolina. People say Dean held him back. And then he was unleashed his rookie year uh, with Stan Albeck because Stan Albeck coached Dr. J. So MJ had a lot of fortune, but – one thing I'll say about LeBron, the, where he's come from, uh, being young, no father, straight out of high school, you can't ask much more from him from what he's accomplished. You yeah, know? Um, for sure. You know, from the driving standpoint, I think his he can get to the basket, but I think his mental ball going to free throw line is probably why he doesn't even go to the basket more so. Mm-hmm. But he's improved his game. When he came to Miami, he had no post game. Now, he's not as fluid right. as his, you know, Mike or Kobe or some other guys, but he's in, he's improved, man. He's a great player. And like, even though I'll, I'll be harsh on him, harsh critic when it's warranted, I tell people to enjoy him while he's here because there'll be other great players, but there won't be another LeBron. Like there wasn't another Kobe. There wasn't another Mike. They all have their own, their own niche and we should appreciate them while we're critiquing them, you know, to kind of enjoy our yeah. the greatness we're seeing in, in whatever sport, in this case, LeBron James, because he'll be gone whether he stays on to play with his sons or not. It's not going to be the same because we've seen LeBron competing for titles for what the last 12, 13 years, his teams have yeah. been in the mix. So mm-hmm. uh, when he plays with his sons, it's probably going to be in a capacity where a team wants to do like the Wizards did with Jordan, come on out the ownership and sell this mug out and finish out your career, get that itch scratched and get on out of here. So it's just Um, the Lakers that they don't have a team around them and they're going to try to compete. They're going to put names, but they're not good enough in the West. I don't think. Okay. So I, just to say, I agree with you that um, I don't, well, I, I don't say I agree right now. Jordan is still better than LeBron. I don't know how I'm going to feel when he gets all the accolades behind the scoring title. I don't know how I feel about it, but I do know that when he does it, this conversation is going to have to be opened again. That I, that, that, that's what I'll stand on that. Um, but I do want you to solve, uh, I'm freestyling Trey. Um, Go ahead. I do want you to solve a, uh, uh, I guess uh, me and Trey are, um, we don't agree on this conversation. So I, I'm going to ask you to kind of take somebody's side. Okay. So, <laughs> Bronny, Bronny is going to dictate 
whether who who LeBron goes to play for for the end of his career. And for I say, and for that very reason alone, when Bronny when Bronny James uh, declares for draft, he is going to be unequivocally the number one draft pick, no matter who is in the draft pick. And even if he is not top one, he'll be, you know, he obviously you'll think he'll be kind of in the conversation, but he is unequivocally the number one draft pick because whoever drafts him could kind of count on LeBron coming to play for him, and now this team is a, a capital line, a, a gold mine. Right. I disagree with him being number one. Uh, I have some buddy, I have a buddy that ran a lot of tournaments for Nike EBYL uh, mm-hmm. and Bronny and them played down in Peach Jam down in Augusta in South, South Carolina. Solid player. I think he's better than what people see. People see the highlights. Um, when you look at Peach Jam, he had a couple games, 28. Then he might have a game six or nine. And that's going to happen yeah. because other teams are better. Um, people get up for you. But I, I think he will probably I, – I, I question whether he would get drafted a couple years ago. I'm used to be first round. I'm up to he'll be a lottery pick for sure. And you could you could not – I'm not going to say you're wrong. I disagree with it right now. But okay. whoever takes him is going to get LeBron services. It's going to be – you're going to get a goal, Mike. If you're a team that takes him – uh, and the NBA could put the fix in and put him in Cleveland. Who knows? Uh, yeah, I think LeBron, yeah. if he leaves the Lakers, yeah. he probably will go back to Cleveland because that's a team that is ready to compete, and he could be the difference with all those young horses, and he could just fit in and just be a piece, a, a big-time piece. But I think whoever gets him, gets Bronny will get LeBron, and you will hit go If you're a franchise that – doesn't sell out other than when the top when LeBron comes or some top teams, you will sell out every game and you will have that. You'll probably have him for two years. Everybody's mm-hmm. thinking he may only play one year with the Sun, but you may get him for two years if his body holds up. Maybe it'll be like MJ, where that last year he's playing on the bum knee, but he still sucks it up and plays 82 games because he doesn't have to worry about going into the playoffs. He just say this is the last run. Uh, but Bronny has a lot of skill. I try to stay away from critiquing them because I'm like, I don't want it to come off like if I'm critiquing them, I'm hating because people think, oh, you hating on LeBron. No, I love LeBron. I'm a Jordan guy, but I love LeBron. Mm-hmm. But I think Bronny's very good. Again, he's played at schools where they have a lot of top talent. So he hasn't been able to get the ball rolled out there to put up those monster numbers at his high school like he might somewhere else. But I think he's a seems like a kid with his head on his shoulders, good athlete. He's probably going to get another – two or three inches, and somebody's going to hit a gold mine. I don't know what franchise is going to be, but somebody that's, you know, destitute right now is going to have a two-year run where at least they're going to merchandise everything from a bottom-line revenue. They're going to make some big money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're going to make money, for sure. Yeah, for that, sure. that part of it I agree with. Um, just in regard to the marketing portion of it, some team like Charlotte – or Sacramento, you know, one of those small market teams, if they were to get Bronny, they get LeBron, they're going to get more attention, which they need as a, as a small market team, they need that. So I can understand that standpoint. Um, The reason I disagree with that is because if I'm in the mindset of a general manager in a front office, I'm drafting Bronny James because I think Bronny James can help me make my team better. Cause at the end of the day, 
you're going to be with Bronny for, you know, 10, 15 years, however long his career holds up. Um, LeBron James, for as great as he is, you're only going to get him for a year at most two years. So my whole thing is, is that I don't think I don't think all 30 teams have that same mindset, because, again, like I said, you got small market teams that could use the attention, the marketing and things like that. And you've got teams like the Lakers, the Celtics, um, the Knicks, who are in these big markets that, you know, without big names, they're going to get the attention because of where they're located and because of the uniform. Right. And I think I think the thing uh, from the Bronny standpoint that you never know, because, you know, you got to look at if he's going number one, like what what is he rated? Like if you say he's a. You got him as a 25th or 20 to 30th pick, and then you take him at number one, that's a big leap. But, you know, if we look at the history, we've seen so many misses at the number one pick. You know, yeah, what's, the, yeah. what's the kid that the Cavs drafted that? Anthony Bennett. Anthony Bennett. Man, that's the first thing I talk about. <laughs> uh, you have my man from Chicago, uh, LaRue Martin, that was taken by Portland, like at number two mm. way back when. So you have so many misses from um, – a standpoint, you know, Kwame Brown for everything he was still staying in the league over a decade, still mm-hmm. finding a way to, but there's guys that are in and out at all levels. So I think somebody might take that chance on him, but he's going to, to me, he's going to have to be a lottery pick. If he's a lottery pick and you got number one and you look at him, he's a lottery pick. Then you probably have a better chance of him going number one, because you could probably make that argument because it's not as big a gap. If he's a late first round pick and you go yeah. take him number one, for the business standpoint, because at the end of the day, you still want to have your franchise growing as far as on the court. But, you know, the other part is these teams miss all the time. And miss right. Yeah, right. Yeah. What if there's a guy in the lottery that, you know, is so much better than Bronny? Are you taking the guy that's so much better than Bronny or are you going with Bronny because you want LeBron? If it was the Orlando Magic, I'm gonna take Bronny and LeBron because they mess up all the good players they get in Orlando. I can understand that. I'm not a Duke fan, but (laughs) I'm a Carolina fan. But I didn't really want the kid from Duke. I I feel bad every time somebody goes to Orlando because eventually they lose those players and they mess it up. They're at the top every year, but that's gonna be the question, Trey. If somebody he's a lottery pick, how much better is those maybe top two or three guys? If it's one of those years where you know, like uh, what's uh, Jaden? Ivy, he was considered yeah. maybe a possible number one pick. If it's like one of those years you have five or six guys and Bronny's one of those, mm-hmm. I think he's going to get the benefit of that, that cachet, the benefit of the doubt because of the extracurricular of getting his dad along with his, you know, top five, top six talent to draft right. him. So that's going to be the question of where he gets to. I'm just, I'm looking forward to seeing where he goes, if he goes to high school for a year or if they eliminate this, uh, this one year you got to go, year. go to college yeah. or G League. Yeah. 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 He graduates mm-hmm. next year, right? From yeah. high school? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I got one last question for you, um, ABM. So um, in the shadow of the late, great Bill Russell, uh, the league has come out and decided that the number six um, is going to be retired by the league. That includes all teams – retire the number six um what what are your feelings about that because i've seen a lot of back and forth about 
well, you know, we know Bill Russell has had an impact on the league for so many years, but then you go down the line, um, the great Kobe Bryant uh, was one of the all-time greats, stayed with the same franchise, had a lot of impact, not just on the court, but off the court, influences a lot of guys coming into the league, things like that. So do you think that this is going to start a trend of retiring numbers league-wide? Well, I, I thought it might happen with Kobe. Um, whether you retire, you probably couldn't retire eight and 24. Uh, with Bill Russell, I think the caveat is because of the time he played in, Civil Hyder, the Civil Rights area, what he dealt with in yeah. Boston. Uh, yeah. What we know about this man winning championships, coming back uh, in, they broke in his home and somebody took a shit in his bed. I mean – you got you. Most of us don't walk around where we could just drop a deuce like that unless we sit yeah. on the toilet. So <laughs> right. I think that goes to you know Bill, the regalness of Bill Russell, the legend, and looking at retiring a number. Um, it's, it's sort of like I kind of laughed at these conference MVP they, trophies they had at the Bob Cousy. <laughs> somebody, yeah. I, I kind of laughed at it. And as a Jordan guy, I say, man, when they gonna get come up with a, a trophy for Jordan? They got all these different ones, but I, yeah. you know, it's kind of useless to give an MVP. I know they're trying to do stuff to for attention and you know moving forward, uh, mm. but I, I'm okay with Bill Russell. I saw a lot of chatter, like you said, Trey, about the Kobe, um, and it could have been done with Kobe, but I thought the league moved very fast with, I think they uh, came up with that great trophy for the all-star game with Kobe. So I thought they yeah. gave something to Kobe. So I'm okay with that. Um, if teams do something like, you know, Pat Riley got traumatized by MJ so much, MJ hangs in, uh, you know, what used to be American Airlines arena, something different down, down there in South. Yep. So I'm okay with the Bill Russell because of uh, what he, what he did off the court. Um, I don't think it'll be a trend where you see that many. I mean, Boston, I don't know how they have numbers for their players, as many as they have in the rafters. But I'm okay with the Bill Russell because of what he meant off the court. Uh, You know, the first black coach playing and coaching. He wasn't just like playing two minutes. He was still Bill Russell Mm -hmm. and coaching the Celtics um, and what he had to deal with. So um, I'm okay with that. I think there's, in in his case, to make the exception to be – you know, not to see a trend to, because otherwise you kind of invalidate, you know, retiring Which Bill Russell. Him. If the great yeah. Kareem passes away, when we all pass away, you retire Kareem, Magic, MJ. Uh, if LeBron passes away early, you start retiring all those, you kind of invalidate, you know, you kind of invalidate Bill Russell. Stands alone and it's a yeah. good gesture. So I, I have no problem with that. Um, and I was worried when he didn't come to, um, the all-star game. I know they said because of COVID and stuff like that, he mm-hmm. didn't come to the all-star game. And I just thought to myself, watching that great event of the great players I've, you know, 51 years old to see a, most of these guys play um, at some point. And I was like, man, it'd be great if he was there. And then, you know, he passed away. But um, yeah, I think it's great that the NBA did that. And that means Brown will be changing his number again. Wasn't he six this past year with the Lakers? He was. Yeah, he yes. was. The rest of the guys on the list, I don't think anybody was anybody else an all-star level player that wore six besides Brian. Everybody was what I hate no. to say in the NBA, shout out to him, but just role the guy, player. Just, just the guy, <laughs> just the guy was wearing yeah. six. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Some role yeah. players. Yeah. What you think about it, Maestro? I know you were the one nah, that kind of brought I, this topic. Yeah, I liked it. I felt like something, I felt like 
I, I kind of really sent a echo uh, ABM sentiment like it, it's exclusive. It, it's exclusive to him, and, and, and I think I think even in Kobe Bryant that that All Star trophy that's exclusive to Kobe Bryant. Yep. I like the idea of it being exclusive to the p- player that they're trying to honor. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I'm, I'm cool with it as well. Like that, I, I actually thought it was dope. I actually was okay. I, like I hope they do the the clovers and on the courts with the six in it everywhere. Like that's exclusive to him. Yeah. Anybody who looks at it know that that's who we talking about, and it, and it, and it's not no argument or debate of who it might be about. So I, I'm with it. I, I like the exclusivity of it. Yeah, yeah I, thought, I thought the Kobe Trophy was great because it's a great trophy. And because it symbolized when we start to see these all-star games get really, you know, layup right. fast, no effort. Kobe, you know, he got his nose broke by Dwayne Wade in the mm-hmm. all-star game. And they played mm-hmm. my heat a week later in L.A. And D-Wade knew he was about to get that work with Kobe with the mask on. Kobe wasn't even mad. Right. Kobe loved it because Dwayne Wade was competing hard, you know. And that's right. what Kobe brought to the all-star game. So I thought it was a great tribute to be able to give Kobe that trophy based on how he approached all-star games, his competitiveness in those. You know, you look at that trophy, and I don't know if you saw the trophy they gave the WNBA, uh, the girl, the point guard. Little rinky-dinky joint. From uh, Mm -hmm. from the Las Vegas Aces. Oh, that was terrible, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's that's crazy, yeah, man. That that that's wild. Yeah, man. <laughs> I think I got a, I think a, I got a bowling trophy. I got a bowling yeah. trophy from when I was like six years old. That's uh, about as big as that thing was. <laughs> Participation <laughs> trophy. Yeah, look like one of them bad, twenty. Man. Look like one of them twenty-five cent uh, prizes that you see like in the supermarkets. Like you turn a little joint and it comes down. Trying, I got a quick question for you. If What's they, up? If they put out merchandise, and I hope they do it in a way that if Bill Russell had charities. Uh, proceeds go to that charity, at least most of it, if not all. But would you uh, get a number six with the clovers on it if it was in your Knicks colors? Would you purchase some merchandise like that? I was I was just going to say, because I, I, I tweeted this out. I tweeted this out uh, maybe last week or the week before. Um I, I respectfully, respectfully, <laughs> I don't I don't want the clover on the next floor i don't i don't want the clover you know what i I would like to see you know what i would like to see though and just for reference maestro um i know Mm -hmm. you're a his and hers podcast fan do you remember their branding of their podcast they had like the uh, i smoke weed bro that's a long time ago come on bro (laughs) come on really (laughs) messing you're messing me up here but i I would like to see I, i would like to see like a silhouette of Bill Russell's face in some, you know, capacity along with the number six on the court. I would like to see maybe something like that, but the clover, <laughs> uh, that's, that's, that's going to mess with my head a little bit. <laughs> my wizards, my wizards suck. You can put the clover on. You can, you can commemorate Russell in wizards colors. My wizards suck. What what are the wiz doing, man? What are they doing? Um, You know, you know ABM. Uh, I, I have no clue, bro. <laughs> I have no clue. Um, look, uh, I, I see in Twitter Twitter conversations that people like uh, Bill Kuzma and and Porzingis as a big three, right? As a big three. <laughs> I saw that and I was like, you know what? I'm not going to engage with this person today because. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry that doesn't that doesn't move the needle for me at all. That doesn't get anything uh get me excited about anything. 
Um, yeah, we're, we're, we're going to be bad. Uh, we're going to be bad. I, I think if we can at least play in the play in, <laughs> I'd be pleasantly surprised. Um, <laughs> I'd be pleasantly surprised. Um, Trey, look, Trey, I tell you, man, um, when I don't, and, and when I don't have expectations for my team, I don't. And, and, and I'll go all through the year. We trash, he, he shuts we trash, out. We he trash, shuts down. And, and, I, and, and I do. I do. He, he shuts and down. I, the last, the, the, uh, the year, the last year we made it to the playoffs when uh, Westbrook was there. Right. And, yep. and he was trying to get me excited about it. And I'm like, <laughs> it's really hard for me to be excited about this because we don't have a shot. <laughs> Right, but 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 then but I, see but then it, but then unobjectivity cut in. You right, exactly. I'm, I'm gonna tell the whole story. Exactly, tell the whole story. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Because now my team is in the playoffs, so I, I I did I did jump out there and say we might be able to. Uh, which I said was gonna happen. Which I said was gonna happen. Right, and and I and I flipped. That's what fans do. We 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 flip until. Is we flipped into the right spot. So I, I do the same thing. I'm a Heat fan, and I say it all the time. I love our team. We play hard. I call my team a data boy team. We got mm-hmm. if you were coaching a youth team or high school team, college team, they're mm-hmm. gonna do everything you coach them to do. But and Jimmy Butler has been better than he was in Chicago or even Minnesota because people in Chicago thought they hated a lot Jimmy better. Butler. They thought and he controls the game, but he's just he's a notch below Giannis and the LeBron's yeah. and those kind of guys. And yeah. Bam, I love everything Bam does, but Bam is not a score all-star type guy. Mm-hmm. And as good as mm-hmm. Tyler Hero can score, he does nothing else. So, you know, right. we, we have a lot, but we still, you know, we get the most out of it, but I still think we're missing a player. Now, if we could get Kevin Durant, that would be great, Jeez. but we probably going to have to give up too much. But I was going to say, Bam, Bam got to get up out of there if you get KD. Yeah, but he has that contract where you can't include him in the trade yeah. yet. Oh, is it because he's escalator, on a rookie deal? Yeah, yeah, the escalator deal. Got it. Time, so. Got it. Yeah, because yeah, I remember they were saying team, something about. I'm realistic. Like at the end of the day, if you got if Tatum and Brown are playing or Giannis playing at their level, they they're just a little bit. You know, they got more people. Like everybody in Milwaukee, they mm-hmm. were good last year. They just didn't have Chris Middleton. That was the difference yeah. in them. That yeah, was yeah, in their playoffs. Yeah. Because they was up three yeah. two on Boston. Mm-hmm. I agree hundred percent. I'm sorry, hundred percent. I'm sorry, ABM. I know I said I had a last question for you, but this this will be my final question. Uh, Shot Town guy, your top five Chicago athletes all the time. Like like played in Chicago or from um, Chicago? however you want to do it. Whether they played oh, for right. the teams, whether they were born and raised, and they played I elsewhere. Do, I can do it in Chicago. Uh, MJ, Walter Payton, Scotty Pippen, even though he was mm. Scotty be tripping Pippen. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to say Frank Thomas, even though he frustrated. I'm a White Sox fan. I'm going to say Frank Thomas. Mm-hmm. Okay. And last, I'm not going to go hockey, even though I respect all the greats on the Blackhawks. I'm going to go, even though he had a small sample size for his high school career, college, and his short time before Tibbs had been in that game against the 76ers. And I was in Chicago that weekend watching it. And he blew his knee out, Derrick Rose. And I was about to say, mm-hmm. you got to yeah. have Rose. I was watching and, he, and he from there. 
Yeah, he's a hometown kid. He went to the great Simeon High School, and that man was in the game, and he did a jump stop. And everybody had turned away because the game was over. They were up 10 or 11 with like three minutes. And and I said, oh, man. I said, they said, what? I said, man, I think he blew his in. They said, no, oh, quit playing, Doc. And I said, look at it. And they saw it. And he, you know, he's done great still having it, still being in the NBA now, being a productive player. Mm-hmm. But, man, it's it's a shame because of what it, I think about what him, Penny, and Grant Hill, just three that come to my mind, yeah, what they might have right. been yes. without, without yep. the injury. Yep. Yes. Penny, Penny Hardaway. That was Jeez, that was bro. that Please. was Shaq and Kobe before Shaq and Kobe, man. Yeah. In the Orlando Magic days, man, and in the mid nineties, he was a willing passer. That was a killer. Yes. Too. Yeah, willing. Yeah. Penny Hardaway. Yeah, Penny Hardaway. Man, special. Man. Special. Yeah. Jeez, the Yeah. <laughs> that that, 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 that hurts. was that one hurts. No, Penny Hardaway hurts though. Like like more than Grant Hill, more than Derrick Rose for me. Penny yeah, Penny Hardaway for hurts. me too. Penny, Penny, yeah. Penny for mm-hmm. me, man. The Penny Dow. Uh, what he was doing to the Bulls, he was a problem. Threes, his size, yeah. his passing, his athleticism. I still got the cover where he's uh, kind of doing the lean. He's on the air taking off in the in the blue jersey, man. But that's why I said Orlando's had so much great talent that has yeah. gone on and, and prospered elsewhere that they, they couldn't keep in the little small market in Orlando for whatever reason. But, yeah, those three guys, Penny, uh, D. Rose, and then Grant Hill. Yeah, they they all hurt, you know, for me. I know you got a pecking order, Maestro. They they kind of all hurt, and you and I disagree on this, but I just imagine a healthy Derrick Rose and that Bulls team going up against the Heat a few more times, you know, right after LeBron got there. Like, imagine what those battles could have been. Uh, it would have been great for the NBA. I, I think the Heat size and the yeah, Bulls maybe inability to have other guys that consistently score was always the difference because you got Wade who was taller than Rose, then you got LeBron at six eight can guard him, and then you got Bosh who could move his feet on the screen. So that size exactly. always exactly. affected Rose late, and the Bulls just Bulls just needed a, another score. Blue Dang was good. Noah, those guys when uh, Taj Gibson was young and athletic, mm-hmm. yeah. But, they, mm-hmm. but it would have been some great battles, Trey. It wouldn't have just been, yeah. Uh, you know, Miami kind of written, you know, outside of battling Indiana. But I always felt like Indiana just didn't have enough and left it. If the Heat played their A game, but that Bulls team, right. healthy Derrick Rose, because he would have continued to get better. We just saw a glimpse with and. Him. Who no, knows who else he could have attracted to come to Chicago? But that was the thing he healthy. never did. He never wanted to recruit. He never went out and yeah. said, "Hey, we mm-hmm. got to get Trey Frazier from the Knicks. Go talk to him." Derek didn't. Derek just wasn't that guy's quiet kid. He didn't want to do that. But somebody would have came to Chicago, and uh, man, they could have been so much different with him. Uh, you know, there. You know, people in Chicago still the Adidas campaign where he was working out and the weights was pounding. Man, them people mm-hmm. got so hyped on that commercial, but he <laughs> couldn't get back to that level consistently. But yeah, uh, great yeah. player. I like yeah. your uh, I like your top five list. Um, I'm gonna throw an honorable mention in there as uh, one of the faces of one of those all time great Bears defenses, uh, and that's Mike Singletary. Yeah, I thought about Singletary. Uh, I thought, and then I thought about Richard Dent because I remember I went oh, to yeah. the leadership conference in high school. He was our uh, guest speaker, and I sat right next to him. I thought about those two. I haven't thought about the great Andre Dawson. And the only reason I didn't, because mm. as great as he was in Chicago, 
he was probably greater in Montreal. So that, yeah. I didn't want to, mm, I didn't take yeah. that away from, but they would have been honorable mentions. And of course, the uh, Kansas comment, Gail Sayers was right there too. In my, in yeah. my, in my yeah, thoughts. That's what I, right that's outside what I was top five. Say. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. No back, doubt. Back, mm-hmm. back when you had a knee injury and they went in and messed your knee up more, when you had an injury back in those days, you was done. It'd have been amazing yeah. with today's technology. Yeah. He would have came back and probably still been an all pro player and they would have taken him off a of kickoff and punt returns though. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. What a, yeah. What a fuck. What a perspective. Uh, yeah. Technology. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a hell of a perspective. <laughs> yeah. That's a hell of a perspective. Yeah, man. This this was dope, man. This was fun having you on man, uh, ABM. Um, go ahead and let everybody know where they can find you at on social media. Talk about the platform, the podcast and all that. Social media, Twitter, IG, I am the Doc Bell. Uh, Spreaker.com. You can catch me on Mondays, generally 430 Eastern time posted in the paint. And then on Thursday, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, we'll be covering a lot of football. I'm a basketball guy, but I'm trying to stay away from any basketball commentary. I may talk a little WNBA because I'm a I, I like the Las Vegas Aces, but uh, be a lot of football, a lot of college football. I am a season ticket holder this year for Georgia State, where the great okay. Sluggo the Hammer graduated from. So I'll be attending their games. Uh, so just looking forward to it, man. I've been doing this five years, man. It's always fun to talk sports. Uh, social issues and I find that getting this stuff off your chest you know in between regular mm-hmm. life is always great so yeah, I appreciate yeah. you mm-hmm. appreciate you brothers and uh got an open invitation I hope to have you uh both back as we get into the season about your football teams that are in the same division <laughs> yes, yes sir, sir. <laughs> yes sir we just got finished arguing about a full uh, and then a prior show <laughs> I will say that I will say that the Steelers. I saw. Uh, I don't know if you, either of you guys follow Chuck Modi on Twitter. Yes, you I do. Follow Chuck Modi. Mm-hmm. Chuck Modi had was posting about the Steelers, and he said, "Man, y'all might be uh, the best team drafting receivers in the NFL." And I, I'd have to agree with him. Like if I just said shit. That's NFL young boy right there. That, <laughs> that ain't no secret out. though. <laughs> but that ain't no out. secret though. Nah, I already know. It's no secret. They, you I'm know, talking about when you when George Pickens when George Pickens getting that ass this year. Look, I don't look. I already I already got in my mind like the pick the pick phrase is gonna like destroy me, bro. Like mm-hmm. pick the pick, pick the pick. Like I don't want to hear that. It's, it's coming. <laughs> Y'all still got you Charles Johnson, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. How's mm-hmm. Trubisky looking? Uh, mid, like I like I knew he would. <laughs> like I knew he would. You think the boy from Pitt will take over before the year's over? I think. I think. I I just got finished saying it. I don't see you would it like him the other way. I, I don't see. It go, and I wasn't big on him, but we drafted him, so right. we you it, don't play with him. Mitchell Trubisky is not a franchise changing quarterback. You would yeah, know. You would know best. Our, our backups in Chicago, and I forgot, that I, I meant to say it yesterday, but I was going through our depth chart, and I looked at it, and I said, I'll come back, and I'll finish up with that. And then I went to the field and didn't think about it until the show was over. We have Trevor Simeon as our mm-hmm. backup, and then we have I Nathan, did see that. Nathan Peterman is our Peterman. third quarterback. Oh, man. So it's going to get ugly <laughs> if Mr. Fields misses any snaps. Man, mm-hmm. it's canceled mm-hmm. Christmas already, man. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey, man, uh, ABM, thanks so much, man. Uh, we appreciate you coming on, man. I appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. Keep doing your thing, man. Yeah, you yes, do the sir. same. Well, bro. All right. Yes, thanks. sir. All right. One Peace, love. fam. One love. Peace. One love. Yep, that's uh, that's the homie right there, uh, ABM, Doc Bell right there. Um, I had one more thing to uh, talk about, Maestro, uh, before we get up off here. Um, I, I just want to give a special shout out to Sylvia Fowles, um, former center now um, for the WNBA. She called it a, a career, a 15-year career. Um, just the other day, um, she was a part of those Lynx teams that won championships. I think she was yeah. like finals MVP, um, a couple of times, which I didn't even know. I, I thought Maya Moore, you know, kind of won all them, um, uh, finals MVPs, but it looked like she took two of those. Um, so, you know, she's to me, like if you had to put a top 25, you know, all time list, uh, she definitely, yeah, for certain, she's um, there belongs on that top 25 list right there so um you know congrats to her um congrats to sue bird too i don't think we talked about this either but uh sue yeah, bird but she's on a farewell tour yeah yeah she is she's on a farewell tour um but I, the playoffs start i think tomorrow i don't even know who's yeah. in the playoffs to be honest with you but mystic's there uh, are they there okay i believe so i believe so okay you, you, you got a healthy uh alina deladon we 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 look like we all right. All right. Shout all out right. Curly, shout shout out curly hair Kira. All right, all right. That's what's up. That's what's up. But yeah, congrats to those players. You know, long careers. Um, both top twenty five players. You know, all time yeah. in the league. Um, and then you got a you got a couple players. You know, stepping away from the game. You know, for personal reasons. Um, one scholar Diggin Smith decided to walk away. Um, I know they were in playoff contention. I don't know if they made the playoffs, but she's kind of had this emotional up and down um, season this year, obviously mm-hmm. with Brittany Griner um, being away, you know, for as long as she was, that kind of had an effect on the team. And I'm sure it had an effect on her from a mental standpoint. So, um, you know, I'm one to always say, look, if, if, if the mentals ain't right, you know, you got to step away. You got to do what you got to do. If you don't so, want to play, don't play. Yeah, exactly. And um, the same for Liz Cambodge, um, who played for the Sparks. For um, Sparks, yeah. That's the, that's the player that said the stuff about the Nigerians in Africa and mm-hmm. stuff. She, yeah. she yeah. announced that she's stepping away from the game also. As a matter of fact, um, her and the team agreed to part ways. Part ways, um, yeah. I've, I've, I forgot all about that you know aspect of it, but then they announced that She's stepping away for, you know, whatever. So, again, you know, get your mentals right. You know, as as uh, yeah. once the great Marshawn Lynch once said, you know, take care of your chickens, take care of your mentals. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and I'm sorry. You you said Brittany Griner and, 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 and I got I got immediately irritated. Um, I'm going to irritate you, brother. I saw a, a story or a headline, rather. That said, uh, they may let her coach <laughs> while she's in jail. Listen here, listen here, Slim. Listen here, Slim. Um, don't free don't Brittany Griner, right? Like don't, don't free don't Brittany Griner. <laughs> and look, and, and, and look, it, and it's not because she she may or may not coach 
you know, because if that helps, you know, if that helps her, you know, why she did in that situation, good for her. I don't want to hear about it. Don't tell me about it. It's like a, it's like a kick in the back of the head. It's like I don't, I, I, I don't want her. I don't want her there. <laughs> yeah, right. She shouldn't be coaching in Russia from a jail cell in Russia. She should be home. Yeah, I don't <laughs> want her there. I want her on U.S. soil. Yeah, yeah. If it playing if for it, her, playing it, for her team. Yeah, if it even if it if it means she gets transferred to a jail here and they allow her to coach in some capacity on U.S. prison soil. Okay, cool, but. Nah, free Britney Griner. Yeah, I, I I don't yeah. I don't want I, her overseas. I just, I, that yeah, I just needed to throw that out there. That that's that's filthy behavior. I don't need that to be reported, and I don't like it. Yep, yep. We we, we praying for Miss Britney Griner. We praying for, for her sure. family and all that good for stuff. Sure. So for sure. Um, want to give a special shout out. I didn't even shout out the chat here. Um, we got uh, RC, who's a fan favorite of uh, the podcast. In uh, the Facebook live chat, uh, we also got the governor Vince Wright up here. Um, big Big Kev three hundred three is in here too. What's so happening? you know, appreciate the support. Appreciate everybody tuning in. Uh, got the Facebook live chat popping. So appreciate it, fellas. Appreciate it. Um, special shout out to everybody too. Um, to all the fans, to all the um, people that tune in daily. Uh, whether it's Twitter Live, Facebook Live, or YouTube Live, we appreciate it. Um, just continue to support us on those platforms. Um, tell a friend to tell a friend to click that like button on the Facebook page. Also, subscribe to the YouTube channel and follow us on the Twitter handle at Barbershop SPOR2. You can also find us on Instagram at Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. And if you got any questions or comments, about the show, you can hit us up on email at barbershopsportstalk1 at gmail.com. So, um, my man, we, we did another yeah. one, man, in the books, bro. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, man. Uh, always one love on this side. Um, always one love to the fans and the listeners and the viewers. Um, we're going to be back next week with another one, another big one <laughs> next week, too. So, Y'all, y'all stay tuned for that. All right, fam. Uh, y'all have a good week out there. Uh, Maestro Styles, Trey Frazier signing off. We'll be back next week with another dope episode. Y'all have a good one. Peace. Peace.